T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics. Like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survived he's kind of like an impetuous guy in in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus i'm i'm waiting for you baby uh, How you doing? I'm, 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 I'm waiting for your enlightenment on so many different subjects, but why are you in Italy? Why am I in Italy? Um, why am I in Italy? I don't know. We have some meetings over here for work, and we're hustling. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah, so I'm some friends, and uh, what's your favorite part of Italy? The food. <laughs> I've so, already gained like twenty up here. We're, we're we're eating nonstop though, right? It's like a little horrifying, right? Yeah, it's not good. The, but um, there's always tomorrow. We have some family members in Genoa. We have some family members in the south, but unfortunately, can't see them on this trip. Um, but uh, I don't really know if I still have anybody. What do you? What, what would you say to somebody that's never been to Italy? How would you describe Italy? Let's see. Well, the weather. At this time of year, it's beautiful. It's warm and sunny and no humidity, which I love. Good for the hair. The food is spectacular. The hospitality. The food is like nothing I've ever had before. I mean, you could go to a gas station on the highway here and get a sandwich, and it'll be the best sandwich you've ever had. <laughs> you could get a tomato and mozzarella sandwich here, and it tastes like you are at, you know, Cipriani. Yeah. In New York City. And it could, could be at a convenience store, right? Yeah. yeah so I would say the food is outstanding. I think there's something to be said because they obviously have a lot less stuff in their food. It seems more fresh. A tomato here tastes like a piece of candy. A tomato at home tastes like water. I, I totally agree. The only other thing I would say is that the Italians have already had their empire, so they know they're going to die. And they take life a little bit less seriously, and they have a little bit of a nap in the afternoon, and then they have an extra piece of cheese, and they drink an extra glass of wine. So it makes it great fun to be here, and, and it makes you realize you don't have to really care as much, right? Am I wrong? Why are you laughing? I cannot. I can't text with my friends when I'm trying to be on the mooch and the missus. Why? What are you laughing at? Because. <laughs> One of my friends, this is so terrible, but she sent me a picture of her ex-husband's new wife's feet at a, like a soccer game. 
And apparently, her, let me see apparently the her shoes don't fit. Oh, my God. She looks like the house landed on her from, like, the Wizard of Oz. No wonder where that song Horrifying. Oh, my God. Oh, God. You people are relentless. Oh, my God. Anyway. So, so anything else I you want to say about Italy? I'm going to try to get, gonna try to get her. I'm going to try to get her permission to post that. Um. Oh my God. Well, I'll have Neil post it if she gives me the permission. But anyway. All right. Well, we'll the we'll feet look like, I mean, I'll just give the visual. The feet look like stuffed sausages and snake, snake <laughs> skin. Snake skin flats. No collusion. Yeah, no collusion. Absolutely no. disgusting. You're not going to have any collusion with that anytime soon. <laughs> Were you trying to All say right, now so, that there was collusion? So let's talk about the Trumpster, though. He's heading to uh, Orlando. He's going to Disney World. He's going to Orlando. No, I know that. I mean, it's the home of the mouse. But but here he is. He's going to Orlando. As James says, the mouse. 25,000 people expected to be there. What do you think? People are lining up for 40 hours to get into the rally. Do you believe that, all that hype and everything? I kind of do because yeah. I saw it on the news this morning and it wasn't it was like cnn or something that is not pro-trump so they were setting up tents and screens and people were camping out and there were signs trump 2020 humongous things hanging from all over the place so i'm assuming that it's real so he's got an unbelievable economy but, if but it was a very homogeneous crowd that i saw there it was all white Right. All white people. Well, I mean, that's what got him elected last time. So, so let me ask you this though: unbelievable economy, strong, deep. Uh, yet, if you look at his approval ratings, he's one of the more unpopular modern presidents, if not the most unpopular. So, he pulls this off. He's able to turn all this around. Well, I don't think that it matters about the general election, as we saw last time, and he'll get the states he needs and he'll win. And that's how it's going to go. So, I, mean, did, I think he'll be reelected. Did Did you watch any of the uh, the George Stephanopoulos? Uh, well, I didn't because we're. I mean, I tried to find bits and pieces of it online. I saw it, but it was like piecemeal. <coughs> <coughs> oh, I was like, I'm really coughing. No, <laughs> I was about to I'm get making, the, the making, emergency kit. No, I'm making fun. I'm making fun of Mulvaney. I mean, the guy had a t- tiny cough. Trump goes nuts. He's like a total germaphobe. So I'm in the Oval Office. There's like this uh, article that one of his uh, uh, relatives sent him about. He had a uh, professor from MIT. His last name was Trump. It was like his uncle or great uncle. And they sent him this letter about how accomplished the guy was and like, you know quantum mechanics and physics and so i couldn't open up the pamphlet so i licked my index finger to like you know stick it to the paper and to go open it up and as i lick my index finger and i went down to stick it on the paper the president smacked my hand he goes that's disgusting don't put your saliva filled finger on my my paperwork Oh my God! So you know he's a little bit of a germaphobe. I feel him though. I'm like that. A lot of things disgust me, and most people disgust me. Do you find me disgusting? No. I'm I'm pretty well groomed, right? Even though I'm a little bit of a slob, right? No, I already. I I think I told the crowd this that you are very shower twice a day. Mm -hmm. I'm extensive flosser. Brush my tongue, right? Is it all that? Yeah, you know you're you're not you're not good. So, so what do you what do you make what do you make of this thing though? You 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 seem doing more network television. I mean, it looks like that that, that network thing wasn't great. I mean, didn't come across great. What do, what do you think of it? 
I think he was like, I don't even know what else happened on it because all they focused on was the cough thing. <laughs> so I don't, they of course went with that and, and nothing else. So I honestly don't know how it was because I, like I said, I just saw it piecemeal. So the continuity and the content, I don't really know how it went from, but he seemed to be a little bit defensive and kind of a jerk to George Stephanopoulos. Do you, do you so, think people are getting exhausted from him and there's like, like Trump fatigue? I don't know. It doesn't. Maybe normal people, but it doesn't seem like. I mean, who shows up like in droves and and camps out like you're trying to see the Beatles or something? Trump at a rally. I don't know. So obviously somebody likes him. Any anything that could change your mind here, like for 2020, like would you would you vote for him? I would vote for him if it was if he, there was like a crippled chipmunk candidate on the other side. Right, yeah. well, you can't say you can't say crippled because then you know people go crazy. I mean, we're, we're in the okay, we're in the land of the microaggression. You're not allowed to I can't say, say or do anything. I think you probably say crippled chipmunk. I guess. I mean, but you know, as long as it, someone's not now <laughs> saying that you made fun of disabled people. No, like that, I, don't know. Uh, I don't know what I said. I don't remember. I can't reference yeah. rodents. No, you can't. Okay. okay. All right, so the baby Trump is going to be showing up at this thing. Okay, they. They crowdsourced $3,500 to transport the 200-foot diaper-wearing balloon. Um, was that a good idea? Is that funny? Is that going uh, to... Wait, gonna I'm be, sorry. Where is Baby Trump going to be? Baby Trump is showing up in Orlando, the big, baby fat Baby Trump. Trump do, 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 baby Trump. Right, exactly. It's showing up in Orlando. So they, they, they crowdsourced the transport of it. $3,500 was needed. They got it down there. Or the, is the media going to focus on baby Trump, or is it going to focus on the, the speech that the president's about to make, or what do you think is going to happen? Well, I don't think it really, it's like stupid. Who cares? It's a balloon. I don't think it should get any coverage on television, but I guess they'll talk about it and make a big deal about it, but it's, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, this is the thing. I'm just, I know we're tired because we're jet lagged. We're in Italy, but I'm just tired of it all. I had like a, as I yours. I had a really hard week last week, and it's trickling into this week, and I'm just so over it and done with it. I almost, on the plane right over here, deleted my Twitter account. But well, we're gonna we're gonna get to the Twitter. We're gonna get the Twitter raging, and everybody's. No, uh, I'm not trying to get to that. I'm just saying I'm too tired and tired of everything. That I don't care if there's a baby Trump balloon in there. I don't care if there are protesters. I don't really care that he's having a rally. I'm just don't really care. What about, well, well, let me it's ask you like this, the, the, the president's uh, poll numbers got released somehow, so the poll numbers are terrible. Yeah. So he goes well, out and fires the, the, the guy. To, I mean, it's like shooting the messenger, though, no? He fired the pollster. Well, I mean, I could see him being annoyed that they leaked that information, because I, I just think that's a breach of confidence, and you're stepping out of bounds mm-hmm. for the job role, or anybody that's supposed to be helping you or on your team, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. So I get the concept of not liking someone going against you that way, but in terms of the actual, I think he was probably more mad about what was in the polls um, and the numbers that he took it out on them. So yes, it is sort of like shooting the messenger. I think he fired them or got rid of them because of what the what the polls actually said, which isn't their fault. But he is a baby, and that's like if. Neil told us, our producer told us that one person listened to the podcast. It's like us firing Neil. I mean, no, that means we suck. 
and nobody listens to us. It's not Neil's fault. So I would fucking fire Neil like a heartbeat. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I would hit Neil with the fucking bus. You know what I mean? No. Neil, sorry, I don't know what he's doing. No, doing. I'm Uncle kidding. Neil. I'm but, just making a joke. I'm oh just laughing. He's laughing. I can see his I'm face. Trying to find the sound bite. Right no, I can, I can see. What, what was the sound bite? A bus hitting you? Uncle no, Neil. I, 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 I can see his face turning bright, right red from here. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Let's, let's talk about this controversy with Kyle Koshoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you I think of saw that? what he wrote. First of all, this is why technology is so dangerous because it's emblazoned in time. Whatever you do, say, mm-hmm. write, it's forever, and it's indelible. Okay, so I want every I want every rich white kid that is at Harvard right now to turn over every text message that they sent while they were in college, I mean, in, in high, high school, school, I mean, in high school, where they use the N-word. Because let me tell you something, every rich kid in every one of these suburbs that's going to Harvard uses the N-word on their text uh, machine. But the problem okay, is so, this. Can I, just say can I explain I... why, though, or no? Well, I'm going to okay, interrupt you and yeah, tell you that yeah. it's kind of a weird thing because the music that we listen to, I'm, I'm, I include myself in this probably because I think I'm younger than I really am, but um, even growing up, I always listen to rap music, and I listen to Biggie Smalls. I listen to Mob Deep. I listen to all these different rappers, and that word is used constantly. So even if you're singing the song, it's in there. Right. So, and I know that it's never supposed to be something that a white person says. Right, which is why every white kid ages 13 to 17 uses it, because... It's You're not supposed to, cult, but it's right. in the pop culture. It's in the right. It's so, in the, so I'm calling on every Harvard kid to uh, call Verizon, AT and T, and Sprint, and turn over to the Harvard Admissions Administration every text that they did from the ninth grade up until the twelfth grade, and identify the N word in every single one of the texts. Okay, mm-hmm. and so this way that sixty percent of the kids can evacuate from the school. Mm-hmm. So the the level of sanctimony is just. Unbelievable, and now well, I, I I'm getting. Kind of I'm defending the kids. I, I watched the because. Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary on the mm-hmm. way over here, mm-hmm. and she went to Harvard Law School. She was one of the first women that ever went there, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's taken them 200 years to even have um, an equal amount of women to men in the school. This is 2019. It's taken right. them 200 years right. to make it even. And when she was going there, she explained that there were many times that she wasn't even allowed into certain buildings. Like she couldn't go into certain libraries to look up periodicals to do her work because she was a woman. Mm-hmm. And she was turned away by security at the door right. to Harvard facilities. Right. And Harvard's holier than now, thou now, and they're absolutely pure in everything that they're doing. So you've got a 16-year-old kid that you know he was 
shouldn't be doing it, but he is doing it like every other 16-year-old kid that's defying cultural norms. Uh, And so now we're going to accuse the kid of being a racist and all this other stuff, okay? And 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 now I'll be lit up for defending the kid because now I'm a racist for defending the kid, which neither one of us are racist. And the kid apologized, but you're now going to blow him out of the seat. Okay, it's fine. He's going to go on and have a great life. When I wrote on Twitter yesterday that it was a travesty, it's not a travesty for Kyle. He's going to go have a great life. It's a travesty for the direction that the culture is going in now. Mm-hmm. So so now every time. Anybody says anything that's partially recorded or it's in a tweet or uh, you do something wrong, boom, you're going to be knocked out of commission as a result of the society now. Right. And no forgiveness, by the way. The kid's 16. Rather than teaching them, just blow them out. It's more important. You know, uh, David Brooks wrote an amazing article today in the New York Times describing how stupid this whole thing is. Well, it's teaching our kids that there's no room for error. and. Right. It's almost like this culture where you can't learn from mistakes. You have to be perfect. If he was a liberal kid, they would. Have, he's obviously a conservative kid supporting uh, the Second Amendment, even though he's a Parkland shooting survivor. Do you think if he was a liberal kid, they would have kept him, hon? Um, I don't really know. I, I'm not sure. But I just think the fact that even he is participating in social... Um, awareness of anything at that age, the age that he is, because he's still very young, is a good thing. I mean, when I was 16, 17, 18, I wasn't going out and speaking about gun violence or or awareness about gun violence. You, you think you said something at age 16 or 17 that you regret? Of course. I've said things at 35 I regret. I, I've said... That's what I'm saying. It's like you can't live with these expectations of perfection, and I don't expect myself to be perfect, you to be perfect, or any of our children to be perfect because that's not life. And so what makes me mad is that the person who's signing the letter and kicking him out of the college, that person is perfect. That person has never said or done anything mm-hmm. that was not appropriate. No, it's, or, un- it's, un- it's unbelievable. So. So, again, I'm calling on Harvard. Just get every text from every kid. The N-word is used by these white suburban kids on their text machines because it's not supposed to. It's called a phone. Okay, you understand what I'm talking about. It's not supposed to be used. That's why they're using it. But not even... To make them racist. Okay, can I say something? It's not even just the kids. I'm sure if you dug deep into anyone's past, someone on the faculty would have said or done something that they shouldn't have also. And so as long as you correct the behavior mm-hmm. and you learn from it, I'm sure he's a different person than he was before um, 17 of his friends mm-hmm. and uh, teachers were murdered in a mass shooting in his high school. I'm sure that gives you a little bit of a reality check and you grow up a little bit. I mean, and I don't know who helped him write the letters, but... He obviously is an intelligent kid who um, has something to offer, and it's a shame. So somebody else, I hope they take him, and because um, now he said he turned down a lot of scholarship money in other other schools to attend Harvard. I hope yep. somebody extends an olive branch or a lending hand to him. Yeah, of course. And uh, by no means do I feel sorry for him. He shouldn't have said that stuff. And I'm not saying, oh, poor him, he's a victim. 
Um, but I think that they're just being a little bit too crazy and black and white. Yeah, about no, he'll go on and have a great life. It's a, it's just a shame that this is where the society directionally is going. So, sorry. Well, well, By the way, Dawn in the uh, whatever office that was, the ethical, whatever that was that he appealed to, he sent somebody a, a letter on the side saying, um, I hope you can help me and figure out how to like become a better person and blah, blah, blah. And they said, contact us in the fall after you matriculate, you know, best dawn in the whatever office, ethical office. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that woman lost her job. Yeah, she, didn't just, check with the, yeah. she didn't check with the admissions office before she sent that one no, out. No, it's just crazy. Totally, but, un, totally unfair. But yeah. we're, we're moving on. So, so I that got, should mean that everyone on Twitter mm-hmm. should have no job or mm-hmm. whatever, because if people really looked into what people say online and on social media, they're mm-hmm. like, I mean... They call people things all day and night. So I'm assuming these people have jobs and they are employed or they go to school somewhere. So then that means everyone should be out on the street because everyone's saying things that are completely wrong and inappropriate. And yeah. well, I mean, look, I mean, all, all of Twitter and all of the negativity on Instagram, places like that, are all anonymous people. I mean, they no, but they are still they vote, people that yeah. are functioning yeah, they, in they, the civilization, they, and they probably work somewhere. Yeah, it just shows the vicious underbelly of, like, what's going on in society. So last week was a lot of fun on uh, social media. So let's talk about Megan McCain first, because I think this is interesting. Well, it wasn't thing. really fun. Um, so no, I'm saying that sarcastically, honey. Oh, okay. It was, it was, it was say, brutal and A stupid. funny rumor um, about the housewives spiraled into kind of a negative, very draining, sad kind of seven to ten days for me, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's just stupid. I mean, first of all, you were being gracious, and if you got offered, you would consider it. You've never been offered. It's not that big of a deal. We could care less one way or the other, but Megan McCain then has to go out of her way to say that I'm a bad person, and I had bad behavior in the White House, and so therefore, you shouldn't be rewarded. I mean, I don't even understand where she's even coming from, and you light her up, which I love. you basically like, okay, you're on the view because you're Senator McCain's daughter. I mean, how could you even make a statement like that? But, but not only that, the thing I don't get is I went out of my way to defend Senator McCain and totally disagreed with President Trump handling of uh, the senator's funeral and uh, President Trump's negativity related to Senator McCain long after he's been deceased. And I've gone out of my way. I'm a, I'm a Trump supporter and go out of my way and I'm bitingly critical of the president, okay, and have never once said anything negative about John McCain John McCain's family or Megan McCain. So mm-hmm. so for her to just gratuitously light me up like that, uh, and then corollarily light you up, I find I find her to have like severe Trump Trump derangement syndrome. And she should like take a step back and like rethink herself for a second because if she hates President Trump, totally justifiable, get it, um, and so forth. But why go after us? So you and you say what? Well, I have a whole different opinion on all of this than you, I think, because I'm seeing it from my perspective, which is different than yours. But um, what bothers me is, yes, you've gone out of your way to publicly, because you have a platform, to publicly defend her family and her father um, and go against the president, and you have done that. But in the privacy of my own conversations, I've defended her um, and also just the way she conducts herself sometimes on The View and just all this stuff. And I remember feeling so badly for her last summer, last August, when, you know, we found out that he passed away and we watched 
all of the coverage of his services. And I felt terrible for her because I've lost my dad too. And I know how it feels. And I, I had empathy for her and I, and I really felt for her. I've also met her before when he's been on the view and I've been totally nothing but nice to her and um, about her whenever someone referenced her. And then to go on and feel like you have to be so just negative and rude about me, like, who are you? Honestly, so I just, I don't get why she's entitled to be on a show and she's better than me because she's not. And I could easily be on The View if I wanted to. I'm just as intelligent. And that's the bottom line. So the fact that she thinks she's holier than thou pisses me off. But um, the other thing is um, just about social media in general. So she she attacked me, and that was fine. But, um, you know, when I go on and I pull up my news feed and I see people just 24-7 attacking you, um, just mm-hmm. for simply being on a show where you're commenting and giving your opinion. Right. Um, you are a very intelligent person. You're a Harvard Law School graduate. You have <clears throat> always had, you went to, you worked at Goldman and had your own businesses. The fact that people think because you worked for Donald Trump, you did do a bonehead thing that I have to say did not paint you in a great light. And I know it's hard to defend that whole thing, but that doesn't define your whole entire life. And who you are as a person. Hold on a second. So, I, I use some bad words. No, but Aunt, that, that was that was vulgar and it was inappropriate and oh, it's gross it. and it's nobody wants to hear that. And I, I know I got I'm it. not going to say that I, that's a normal thing. I understand that, but okay. if people do say that shit, and I did say it, and I owned it, and I and and the kid obviously wanted to get me fired. And okay, it we're not going to go relive all that. No, no, I that. All I'm saying is that the moment should not and and will not define you. So when people, this goes back to the whole Kyle Cashev thing. So he wrote that on some stupid high school portal, and now that defines him as a human, and he got booted from this college uh, that he was going to. You said something completely stupid and idiotic, and then that defines your whole entire life. And then because I married you like a really long time ago, people automatically assume that I'm also to be, um, you know, burned at the stake for. For what? But so Anthony really is I a good guy. Like this, I don't like the whole guilty by association, first of all. And I don't like the one mistake life that people have. You can only do one thing, and if it's the wrong thing, then you're done. And that's that's you in a nutshell, and it's over for you. So there's just a whole bunch of stuff I don't like. And um, the I think hatred, everybody's in the same boat, by the way. I don't think there's a lot of people that like you. Know, so this is like the phenomenon. So we're saying... It's like the weirdest thing. It's we live in this bizarre odyssey where it's like there's a whole bunch of people who love Trump. I don't know who the hell they are because I've never met one of them. Right. But obviously there's all these people that voted him into office and they exist at these rallies. And then also you say there's all these people that hate the negative um, droning on and the, just the general meanness of social media. But they come out in droves on social media. So who are the people that hate that? Well, some of it is robots, though. I know you don't believe me, but some of it is robotic technology. Okay, I can explain to you how that works. It's just uh, false Twitter accounts and a logarithm, you know, that says the same thing over and over. Algorithm. Again. Yeah, algorithm, whatever you call it. When when 
when, when I'm hearing my 50 minutes of fame are up and it's said 75 times in a row in 75 different tweets, it's just, it's part of a pattern and a framework. Well, I mean, just you know to I mean? take this conversation off of us, because obviously we have our own personal issues with the whole mm-hmm. social media thing, but just in general, I just find it to be a source of humongous negativity. I find myself getting sucked into arguments with people and wasting my time. And so I find I had a revelation this past week where I actually, I'm not, I probably won't come off of it, but I'm definitely not going to try to defend myself or you on it anymore or anything. Yeah, I'm not posting anything more about our children because I don't right. want our children being attacked and our children don't even read or write yet. So they don't need to see our kids because they don't have the privilege of it anymore. And I just feel like I'm kind of stepping back. I know maybe it's a knee-jerk reaction, but I'm going to kind of focus on things that are more important, like my family and my children, instead of these people that I'm fighting with online at 3 in the morning, you know? So I don't know. I just had like a big wake-up call over the past um, few days. So that's where I'm at right now. I will blow you out of the water. (laughs) Yeah, I love that like online it says I got owned by Soledad O'Brien. Woman, like, you, t- first of all, you have four kids. That's the example you're setting for them. Second of all, She's I should, Lola, I should be ashamed of myself because I'm married to you. You can go and stick your head in, up an ostrich's ass, and I'll be all too happy to never hear from you again. These are just the kind of people that have a voice in our world, and I don't understand it. So this is when I see why Trump gets pissed at this kind of stuff, because people can just say anything about you that they want, even if it's completely false. And it gets to you after a while. Really, it does. So so what do you recommend to people that have children then, that are on Twitter? Just get off it? Well, the funny thing is, is like, what I really think is set an example, but then people say to me, well, you, your husband set an example? And I say, no, he didn't. And I don't agree with what he said, and I wish he never did that, but I'm me and he's him. We didn't come okay, from the so same sperm and egg. A, I'm from uh, a different set I, of I family. got it. So I made, a, I made a mistake. So let's talk about it for the next 200 years. Okay. I mean, it's just so stupid. All right. So all I'm saying is this, is that all I can do is, for my kids and our kids is lead by example. And all I can do is urge other people to do that. Even if you don't have kids, just for the society in general, just lead by example. Like, I don't know what would possess somebody to wake up in the morning and someone they don't know go after someone they don't even know. So I mean, I have plenty of people that I could, I wish I could go on Twitter and voice my opinion about people publicly that I do know or have affected me personally, but I don't do that. Like, get some class. Get some, you know, civility, humanity. How about all those things? Before this stuff was invented, no one had this platform to spew all their vomit and nonsense on. There was a there was a village idiot in every village, and now the village idiot has gone global. Mm-hmm. You've given the village idiot a license to do this stupid stuff. Right. right but I, I don't anyway, want to harp on enough. that. So let's. You know, so, so anyway, if you don't see me about... on social media anymore, you have to then download Mooch and the Misses and listen to me here because I'm kind of um, taking a break from that so, right now. So so someone's asking about a, 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 Iran, and so. Mm-hmm. While while there's a distraction in the news related to Kyle Kashov or any of the nonsense that goes on in the election, mm-hmm. you've got uh, a, a, an allegation made by the United States that Iran has mined some tankers and blown up some tankers in mm-hmm. the uh, Strait of Oman. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. is sending over another thousand uh, troops. So 
I'm just going to give my prediction on this stuff because, you know. Well, first of all, do you think it was them? Um, yes, I do think it was them. Um, I don't think that's fake news coming from Secretary Pompeo. I, I do think it was them. But I also understand why it was them. And I understand the pressure that's on them right now as the president has put like crippling sanctions in place related to the sale of their oil and other things that he's doing to their economy to strangle the economy and to end the Iranian theocracy. So so I get all that, but I'm, I, I, I'm just going to say from a logistics point of view, it is going to be impossible to have a military strike on Iran uh, you, you're gonna need, you would need a million troops to take over that country, and you don't have any place to stage those troops. So, so what will happen is the tensions are high, but it's a lot like the uh, mid '80s. Um, you know, we could devastate their navy, we could do things uh, as it relates to soft power, but we're not going to have a full-blown war against the Iranians anytime soon, if at all. So, so I just wanted to make sure people understand the reality of the situation on the ground there. So. Um, let's, let's, let's flip to, uh, something a little crazy and not necessarily light, but crazy. So OJ Simpson joins Twitter. Well, this is what we're talking about so, with, so, with so the cesspool of life. Right. Um, right. So what do you think having of that? Having a platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, he clearly killed his wife and Ron Goldman and nobody should listen to what the, like, Bill Cosby has like 3 million followers. O.J. Simpson is rounding up followers. It's like, is it to watch the insane person make a fool of himself? Or what is it for? Because why would that many people take interest in murderers and rapists? I don't get it. But that's the world that we live in. Um, I mean, I guess there's a flip side to everything. Ron Goldman's sister, I think her name is Kim, she um, has drawn a lot of attention over the past week because she has done, I guess, her own sort of investigation on everything that happened with her brother. Well, there's a $35 million civil uh, case that was won as well. So this is drawing attention to her cause, Twitter, and the fact that OJ started his own um, Twitter account and is trying to appeal to the masses. So, I mean, there are good things that come of it, but of all the connectivity but I think he should just disappear. I mean, don't you? Um, well, I mean, it was 25 I, years ago. I, 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 yesterday, I, I, or, yeah, yeah, yesterday that he was being chased down by Katie Tours, oh, oh, you know, the oh, police oh, and oh, Katie Tours. Okay, so let me ask you this, helicopter. though. Are you following OJ on Twitter? No, I would never give him okay. that click. You are? I am, yeah. I'm following Why? Him. Um, because, you know, I'm fascinated by the gall of the whole thing and I'm fascinated by, uh, you know, the, um, it's almost like an outlandish thing going on. And so I want to, I just want to understand it from a, uh, a cultural perspective. Okay. You know, so, I mean, I think you could go look him up occasionally. I don't think you need to give him a follow. All right. So I'm going to unfollow him right now as you're speaking. Okay. So I'm going to unfollow him. Okay. I just unfollowed the juice. Um, but, but I do think it's, uh, I think it's interesting now all of a sudden he's showing up 25 years later. So we'll have to see what unfolds there. Uh, are you coming to Abu Dhabi with me for the Saul conference? Yeah. Are you excited? Um, yeah, I, I haven't been there since 2011. What did you think of Abu Dhabi and Dubai? What was your impression of those two places? I always find it so interesting to be in a place with such a different culture. I mean, coming to Italy, it's Europe, 
um, but it's not so different. We have a lot of the same values. But going to the Middle East, you feel like you, you might as well be on Mars because they just have such a different, first of all, landscape when you're there. It's insane. Just the desert is in You remember, you remember the dust storm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that so many things, I mean, in Dubai are man-made, it's just a, just a fascinating place. But I always feel a little bit uneasy there because I know that I am a second-class citizen as a woman there. and. Um, I don't feel like that, obviously, in the States or in Europe. So it's just it's just an interesting place to visit and then come back home. And it makes me love America more. I know that sounds terrible. But we just have so many freedoms here, and we don't have to worry about things. And we're, we're pretty much, I know some people would argue with me, but I think we're treated pretty fairly and equally here. We still have work to do, but it's not like the Middle East, you know? Well, so, I, 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 uh, I'm hoping that will change over time. Well, I think we're going to have a lot of exciting people coming. You know, we we were in touch with uh, yesterday General Mattis and General Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not we're saying, lining up great speakers. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be there or not, but they're, you know, I'm in touch with both of them. I would love to love to see both of them there, and so we're working on that. And we got a whole slate of super exciting speakers from money management, politics, entertainment. Um, and also, you know, I'm counting on you, babe, to handle the uh, the band. So we're going to put a huge uh, uh, entertainment okay, I could do, I could thing, take thing care together. Of that. So, okay. so, so it's November 19th to the 21st. For people that are interested, you just have to go to Salt www.salt.org. And um, anything else you want to say, babe? No, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else going on right now? Uh, at home in the news that we should that we missed, but not really, right? Well, what about Gloria Vanderbilt? Let's leave on oh, that. Yeah. I thought well, it was a beautiful, has... beautiful story yeah. that Anderson Cooper told about his mom. Yeah, and well, what a life! What a what a life that she lived, right? We we could not fall asleep last night because of jet lag, so we didn't go to sleep till like five o'clock in the morning. So I watched uh, Anderson Cooper's tribute to his mom, and they had a very cute relationship. It seems. And, um, you know, I hope we're all as lucky to live as long as she did, 95. She had a pretty extraordinary life. And um, I hope that we're all fortunate enough to live that long and see her son become a success and have a great life and live his true life. And, um, you know, she was an interesting bird. Well, I think there's a lesson there, though. Just live who you are. Don't try to be anybody else. And, uh what other people think of you is none of your business. I think that's the big lesson of Gloria Vanderbilt's life. So it was a, it's a, it's an amazing story, uh, but it's also something you can take with you for your life. You know, relax and enjoy yourself. Sexual right, escapade. So we're signing off from Italy, and uh, we will hopefully uh, be back. I'm gonna in, say ciao. We'll be back in studio next week, or actually, you'll be back in studio. I'm gonna be off in Bahrain. I'm going to the uh, the peace conference, uh, the Middle East peace conference in Bahrain. So I'll be calling in. Um, but next week should be pretty exciting from Bahrain. Yeah, we'll have you have you on the line. I'll be there. I'll be in the house. All right, Mooch and the Miss is going back to pasta here in Rome. And I would say follow me on social media for now, but I'm going to leave that to Anthony. He's still addicted. So. Uh, uh, yeah. At Scaramucci. <laughs> and Mooch and the Misses. Dot com or whatever we are. What are we? Not dot com. No, we're at Mooch and the Misses. Oh my God, I'm living in the past. Yeah. 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 Okay, ciao. Arrivederci. We'll see you next week.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.